Welcome to the Instagram Stories Flash Briefing. I'm your host, Daniel Hill. Have you ever noticed on Instagram, a lot of times people just post screenshots of tweets? Maybe you think that is really good because I would never see that on Twitter. There's way too much to see on Twitter. Or it really stops you scrolling because it looks a little bit different. You forget either what platform you're on for a second or the tweet stands out because it's a screenshot and it looks different from what you normally see on Instagram. However, Twitter is working on how you can add tweets to your snaps on Snapchat and coming soon, a small group of iOS users will be able to test sharing tweets to Instagram stories directly without screenshotting. So here's how it will work on Snapchat. If you want to share a tweet to Snapchat, you press on the share button on a public tweet. You can't do this on private tweets, obviously. Makes sense. And select the Snapchat icon from the share carousel. You then create a snap as usual, except you will have your selected tweet as a sticker that you can manipulate. You can then share the snap just like you would any other, sending it to people, adding it to your story, and whoever sees it can actually go to the tweet directly by swiping up. I love this. Okay. So if you are not using Snapchat, and you may not be because you listen to this show, Twitter says that a small group of iOS users will be able to test sharing tweets to Instagram stories soon, and I cannot wait, especially because of the swipe up part. I think that's key. In other news, last week, the Federal Trade Commission launched a legal action against Facebook, alleging that the company is, quote, illegally maintaining its personal social networking monopoly through a years-long course of anti-competitive conduct, end quote. The suit specifically focuses on Facebook's acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp and calls for a divestment of the two apps, which would break up Facebook into separate parts. According to the FTC, there's a quote here, following a lengthy investigation in cooperation with a coalition of attorneys general of 46 states, the complaint alleges that Facebook has engaged in a systemic strategy, including its 2012 acquisition of up-and-coming rival Instagram, its 2014 acquisition of the mobile messaging app WhatsApp, and the imposition of anti-competitive conditions on software developers to eliminate threats to its monopoly. This course of conduct harms competition, leaves consumers with few choices for personal social networking, and deprives advertisers of the benefits of competition, end quote. This whole suit is basically saying Facebook has total dominance over the social advertising market because of its acquisitions and intimidatory behavior. Okay, let's take a step back. First, the FTC did approve these purchases in the past. So this seems a little bit odd that it's coming up now, although there are valid points to this. Personally, to me, it's a bigger concern that the monopolies that Facebook has is more about data. They know so much more about you because of tying you between these different platforms. Head of Instagram, Adam Masseri, shared a lot of his thoughts about this on his IGTV, and here's a clip of it. Hi. This week on Instagram, it would be odd for me to speak about anything other than the complaint coming from the FTC and the complaint coming from the state attorneys general. Obviously, we disagree with the accusations, the FTC cleared the acquisition of Instagram more than eight years ago, but let's put that aside for a second. It's my responsibility to make sure that we live up to the expectations who, of all the people who use Instagram and even rely on Instagram every day. And there's a lot of good that comes out of us being part of the larger Facebook company. Take messaging. 
We're playing from behind here in the U.S., trying to catch up with iMessage. And more and more, we're leveraging Messenger's infrastructure and a lot of the product features that they've built. Take creators, who we care deeply about at Instagram. We rely on Facebook's infrastructure, their monetization tools, and even their reach to try and help more creators find more people and make a living. Take businesses. We didn't have to build our own ad system from scratch at Instagram. We got to leverage the existing ad system from Facebook, which helps businesses of all sizes reach and find customers, which is particularly important this year given the pandemic. And now we're trying to bring some of that goodness to commerce by leveraging the infrastructure that Facebook has built for shops to help, again, create economic value for people who really need it. And last, but maybe most importantly, take safety and integrity. There are more engineers that work on safety and integrity at the Facebook company than there are engineers that work on Instagram. So a lot of what we do to live up to our responsibilities there is leverage the good work that comes from those teams, particularly over the last four years. And it's my job to make sure that we can do everything we can at Instagram to live up to our responsibilities. So I have to push back on anything that puts that in jeopardy. And with that, I'm going to sign off and say, take care of yourself out there, and I'll see you next week. Peace. He does make a lot of good points there, some of which I can agree with and some of which I can't because, frankly, I'm not on the inside enough to know the real story about it. However, I can always recommend the book No Filter, The Inside Story of Instagram by Sarah Fryer. It came out earlier this year, and I highly recommend that to give perspective on this issue and a whole lot more when it comes to how Facebook and Instagram work together. That's it for today's show. Come back tomorrow for more Instagram news.